Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. What? Episode 99. Oh my goodness. I want to thank you. Before I hop into today's topic, I want to say thank you for being here. I can't even believe we're almost in the triple digits. So whether this is your first episode to listen to or your 99th episode, I am grateful that you are here and I am so excited to see where the Lord's going to take this podcast in this new year. So I feel a shift coming a bit. Uh, I have poured out my heart and really this has been a space for me to really just pour out my heart and what I feel like I'm going through and or what the Lord has walked me through. Um, my nickname as a kid was Motormouth. In fact, my parents jokingly used to try to pay me to be quiet because I would not stop talking. But how cool is it that the Lord has allowed me to use that gift of talking, the gift of gab, to be able to share about him and about life and about business uh, with you guys on this podcast. And ultimately, I really do pray that I, this show points you back to Jesus, right? So that's why I love that I can do this in a robe. I can do this with a messy bun. I can do this. Like, it's not really about me. This is about what the Lord wants, what the message he wants. And so if you've been thinking about doing a podcast, if it's been on your heart, I want to encourage you. If, if the Lord is stirring your heart, I want to tell you to do it. And if you want help with that, you can go listen to one of my episodes from a dear friend of mine who was my podcast coach. Her name is Steph Gass. She's incredible. Um, So anyways, I just want to thank you for being here. I can't believe we are almost to episode 100. With that being said, I felt like today, this topic, uh, very interesting how it came about. So I have a list of topics that I want to talk about the little t- and every once in a while I feel like you know the Lord just gives me these downloads whether I'm driving in the car or I'm in church or I'm in a coaching call or whatever and those are typically where my my topics come from and in fact that's where this one came from two two things one it came from me discerning some information that I had received some from someone as well as a coaching call so a client had said you know how do I know the difference between conviction and condemnation like how, what's the difference and how do I know and so personally in my own life I recently had received some information from someone and it really left me very puzzled and very much asking the question wow what oh my goodness there, is there something wrong with me like I thought I thought I was on this good path and uh it it blindsided me and while the person meant uh, meant for good, uh, I could definitely see how the enemy was using it to throw me off course. And he he got me for a little bit until I recognized what he was doing, which really, guys, that's everything that I am learning and what I teach my clients to do is to recognize, wait a second, 
Is that thought from the Lord? Is that thought from the enemy? And then what do we do with it if it's not? The Bible says that we're supposed to take our thoughts captive. And while I, previous seasons in my life, probably would have spiraled for uh, days, if not weeks, if not months, and perhaps it could have got me really discouraged and disappointed and stuck and and more frustrated and more confused. Um, But I noticed the enemy's darts and I quickly was able to take those thoughts captive put them up to the word of God, pray through them, discern with the Lord. Wait, is this you? Are you like trying to show me something wrong? Or is this the enemy trying to to bring up something from the past and to shame me and to make me feel like I am not good or there's something wrong with me? And so all of that to say, first of all, Romans 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So condemnation, where does it come from? Conviction, where does it come from? So before I get into that, let's just go to the dictionary and let's just go and read the definitions. Conviction is the act or process of convincing the judgment of a jury or a judge that is a person is guilty of a crime as charged. Listen, the reality is you are a sinner. I am a sinner in need of a savior. God is the judge and Jesus came to pay the price for our sins. But because we are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation for us. Now, we can be convicted of a crime. Yes, we did it. But because Jesus' blood covers that, when we repent, he remembers it no more. So conviction is the fact that you've done something wrong, right? But where does condemnation come in? Because they can seem so closely tied together. Condemnation is, by definition from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is blame the act of judicially condemning, the state of being condemned, a reason for condemning. And so the enemy is the accuser. In fact, he goes in the courtrooms of heaven back and forth, back and forth, just accusing everyone of all the wrong they're doing. And if you think about it, as God is the judge and the enemy is this uh, accuser, he wants to shame you and me for all the things we have done wrong. Whereas we know that God doesn't shame us into being good girls. God loves us into being good girls. So much so that he sent the Holy Spirit so that we can be convicted when we are living in sin, which we all sin, right? His mercies are new every morning. We can ask for forgiveness daily, by the minute, however long, you know, how often we need to. But The difference between condemnation and conviction is conviction makes you a sorry sinner. We're all sinners. But it makes you sorry. And it's it's a godly sorrow. The word says it's a godly sorrow that we are we are heartbroken. We are sad. We're sad because we disappointed our father and we we went against what he would want for us and haven't, you know, aren't living our best for him and with him. But condemnation makes you feel sorry that you sinned. And so when we think of condemnation, there these are the feelings that are tied to it. Guilt, shame, embarrassment, the idea like, man, there's something wrong with you. That guilt feeling of feeling bad about what I did instead of feeling like sorry um, for hurting the father and not living up to who he sees us to be. So conviction is a gift, in fact. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Jesus went back to heaven and said, I'm sending you something even better, right? The Holy Spirit that you get to do life with. And so the Holy Spirit will convict us. But conviction 
It really helps us have an honest conversation with the Father, and it makes us want to change. It doesn't make us stay stuck in our feelings of hopelessness and like this, just this, this, it really, condemnation makes you spiral. It makes you feel stuck. It makes you feel like you're being judged. Whereas conviction has the total opposite effect. It is very helpful. And instead of feeling hopeless, it's actually a hopeful message of, wow, Jesus already, Jesus paid the price that I can renew, right? Your righteousness is like filthy rags. The filthy rags that we have can be made new and spotless and blameless because of the blood of Jesus. So condemnation is all about judgment and conviction is all about mercy. So the difference between mercy and grace, I love uh, this. They're so closely tied together, but really mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting more than what you do deserve. And that is the God that we serve. He's merciful and he is gracious. Whereas the enemy is the accuser. He wants to convict and condemn, make you feel shameful, make you feel sorry that you sinned, but sorry that you sinned in a, in a bad way, not not you truly being remorseful and sorry that you sinned. So a really good example of this. So as I was starting to notice that I was spiraling, again, the thing that I always teach my clients is your feelings are telling you something. I have an episode on that. Your feelings are telling you something. Your emotions are telling you something. So what I was recognizing was these feelings of shame and guilt and like, wait, and it wasn't a guilt of like, um, it was just, it was a bad guilt. And it was, wait, is there something wrong with me? Like, did I, did I hear God wrong? And it, it made me start to doubt. It made me start to have a lot of questions and not the good ones. Again, the ones that were making me like spiral. So conviction leads us to feeling sorry that we sinned, right? It targets our sin. It, it's very clear on this is what you have done wrong. And it explains what that is so that we can ask for forgiveness. It's really specific. Whereas condemnation is kind of like this fogginess of man, like, not really sure, but I just, I feel really bad. And you almost feel like you're being attacked. It feels really heavy. It feels really wrong. It, it actually increases confusion. This was the one thing that made me realize that this message from this person was not from the Lord because it created more confusion. It became, it was very heavy and it made me feel really bad whereas conviction from the Holy Spirit, it does bring repentance. It is that you were guilty of something, but it's very specific on what you've done wrong. It makes you really want to ask for forgiveness um, and, and, and at least acknowledge that, man, I messed up. Oh, and it's really specific on what that is. And it actually, even though it kind of feel like it, it sounds like it's a bad thing, um, because repentance, we know that means we did something wrong, right? But it actually feels light and it feels really good because it shows us what we're doing wrong and how we can. And repenting is asking for forgiveness, but really it's changing. It is changing direction. And so it's, have you ever felt like, man, there's so much wrong. I don't really know what to fix. Well, that's what conv- conviction will be very specific on. Here is what you're doing that is not adding value to your mission, to your life. It's not honoring God. It's not you being holy. It's not you being sanctified. All the things that we're called to be when we become new in Jesus, um, this is not you being like Jesus. Then it allows us to see, okay, this is the area that I can work on. Whereas condemnation, 
it's not specific. It just feels like it feels heavy and it feels bad. I hope you're understanding what I mean. So let me give you an example of the uh, an example in the Bible that I think is actually a pretty good one um, because sin is sin and we're all sinners, right? And we are all in need of a savior. So thank the Lord for sending the Holy Spirit to convict us so that we can change, we can turn away from, we can stop doing what we know is now wrong and we can move in the direction of being more like Jesus. So if we look at the story of Peter and Judas, both disciples, and both actually on the night of Jesus' crucifixion, they sinned, okay? So sin is in all of us. And what happened was Peter, when he denied Jesus, he felt grief. And that grief, that sadness, that guilt, right? He truly was guilty of denying Jesus. Jesus warned him he was going to do it. He's like, no, I'm not. There's just no way. I would never do that to you. But he did it. His sadness, his sorrow, his grief led to repentance, which in turn led him back to Jesus. And if we look at what Peter did for the kingdom of God after that, right, he received forgiveness. And then he went on to be this ambassador for Jesus, right? I mean, he did amazing things. And uh, obviously, he's, we read about him in the Bible, like he did some really good things for the kingdom of God. But we look at Judas, Judas also sinned that evening and he felt grief also. So notice the similarities. They both sinned, so they're both sinners in need of a savior. They both felt very grieved. While Peter's grief led to repentance and recognizing, oh my goodness, I did deny Jesus. Judas's grief led to guilt which he then tried to give back the money to the Pharisees when um, that was his pay, was to, you know, say, yep, this is Jesus, this is him, like turning him in. He tried to give the money back to the Pharisees and he tried to fix it himself instead of acknowledging he was wrong and repenting of his sins and asking for forgiveness. And we know Judas's story, what did that lead to? Whereas Peter's led to forgiveness, Judas's actually led to death. In fact, he killed himself in the field that they purchased with the, the blood money of Jesus. It was he, he committed suicide. So his guilt led and his grief led to death. Whereas Peter's guilt and his grief led to repentance, forgiveness, and went on mission for the Lord. And so condemnation leads to death but we know that in Jesus now there is no condemnation in Jesus okay so I hope you're getting an understanding of the difference between the two they can seem very close and the enemy is the father of all lies and he loves to take things and distort it just enough to make it not who God is so condemnation points you to yourself you got to fix it yourself and what's wrong with me and oh my goodness and you kind of waller in your in your sadness your grief your sorrows whereas conviction points you back to Jesus and leads you to want to actually get right with him conviction shows you the answer to your problem where condemnation shows you all of your problems so at the end of the day, conviction leads to life and condemnation leads to death. So if you have ever been faced with a situation where somebody said something to you or or in, perhaps it, whether it was um, a message you listened to or um, advice from somebody or 
Maybe it was just this voice, you know, this feeling that you've had yourself, right? Um, This thought that you had and it took you spiraling out of control. We know that guilt, shame, condemnation all comes from who? Comes from the enemy. And so we have to take those thoughts captive and we have to say, okay, God, this is not from you. So I I reject these lies and I want to come into alignment with what you say and how you feel about this. And so I want to encourage you, if you start to feel those feelings of all the things we talked about, the darkness, the confusion, the fogginess, the heaviness, the feeling like I don't really know what's wrong, but like there's, there's something wrong with me. Um, and that maybe you even ask for forgiveness, but you just have no freedom. There's no freedom. There is freedom when you ask for forgiveness from Jesus when you've done something wrong. But condemnation will, will, it will leave you stuck. And what does the enemy want? He wants you to be stuck. Because if you are on fire and on mission for the Lord, you are going to take territory of the kingdom of darkness. So if you start to feel those feelings, you can step out of your feelings and get into God's word and ask him, you know, is this from you or is this not? And you know it's not from him. It's not the voice of God. It is not him trying to show you something if you're feeling all these feelings. However, if you have done something wrong and it really targets the sin really clearly, it explains what you're doing wrong, it leads you to a, a godly sorrow, a repentance. It feels light and right because you now know what you need to fix. And you're going to fix it with the help of of the Holy Spirit. And so um, you can tell the two of those things. So I hope this episode speaks to you. If you have anything to share, would love to know. Um, But man, the enemy is after you. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy everything about you. And I really, ultimately, I don't think he's after our stuff. I think he's after our identity and he's after us like understanding and knowing God's full identity, character, and nature. Because when we have access to those things and we actually know it and not just know it in our head, but live it out in our heart, that's the head knowledge and the heart knowledge, we are unstoppable for the kingdom. And there's no condemnation. Condemnation will keep you stuck, whereas conviction will actually give you freedom to keep pursuing and keep moving on and keep taking territory of the kingdom of darkness. So I hope that helps. Uh, And again, yeah, like it happened to me and it's going to continue to happen to me. But when you can have this little like checklist of, wait a second, is this from God or this doesn't really feel like I am actually knowing how to, like what to do for this thing. And, and, turning to Jesus is, I don't even know what I'm, I don't, I don't understand. You'll know that that's not from the, it's not from God. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for sending the Holy Spirit to be able to not only convict us, but to guide us and to be our advocate and to help us see the truth. And so Lord, we ask you, uh, ask you to show us where in our, where in our lives, where we are off, we are not walking in the fullness and the freedom of who you have created us to be that Jesus died for. And so Lord, we're asking you to show us where, uh, where we can make some changes in our life so that we can be convicted. We ask you to convict us, um, show us where our hearts are off and they're dirty so that that we can become more like you. And Lord, when, when the enemy comes to convict us, I'm sorry, to condemn us, um, help us to see that that is not from you. And you never shame us into being a good person, but you love us into being 
good and holy and sanctified and set apart. So Father, we thank you for that. Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross for our sins. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in Jesus name. Amen.